Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. All right. All right. Live and local. It's time Good for the Fan Morning Show with Bart Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That is Tim Shea, Lakeland University Studios. Coming to you live. We're coming at you. We're coming at you live on a Thursday. Hey, you got big weekend plans, Timmy? Uh, like every other weekend this summer. Yeah. <laughs> I will be here. Oh wow! Friday doing the post game show. Saturday Friday night doing the post-game Saturday show. night. During the day, uh, during the day, actually on Saturday, I'm going to do the trying out. Speaking of video games, as we were talking about last hour, yeah, that be, was riveting. I will be. Uh, my buddy got a new PlayStation Five. I have yet to play a PlayStation Five. So, are those still like nine hundred dollars? And he paid five hundred. Someone offered him nine hundred dollars for one. He's like, yeah, thanks. But why did they do that? Why did they know. why did they come up with a PS5 and make like seven? And it was like GameStop where they, they're like, join our join our club for twenty dollars a month and then we'll tell you when a PlayStation will be available. And they sell it in bundles. So it's like you get a bunch of games and a controller for like nine hundred dollars. He's like, There's only like three games I want. I will not buy a PlayStation Five. So it's twenty dollars for a club just 20, to like get like the get the get the announcement. Yeah. No, see, if you want a club, that's a deal. That's a scrub up scrub club. Oh, right. Uh, it's thirteen dollars a month, and you can get your car washed every day if you like. Just sign up at scrubadub.biz. I mean, that's. I mean, that, 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 that's a club just to let you know when it might yeah. be available. Yeah. So Stupid. I'm gonna go over there. He's he has the new NBA game. So. Mm, all right. Sounds like a fun weekend. Other than that, yeah, it's same old, same old. Next weekend is the weekend I, I get to start taking off and going places. Oh, where, where are you going? I believe I might be going down to Chicago. Wow. For a couple of the Brewer games. Oh, fun. Yeah. Against the Cubbies. Okay. Yep. And uh, you have Badger season tickets, don't I you? I do. I do. So, so that will those? be starting coming up. Oh. Opening weekend, I'll be there. Did you tell me earlier you're going to the State Fair today? I am. I'm wow. going to the State Fair tonight. State Fair. 5.30. Oh, tonight? Tonight, yeah. I, not long. Just for maybe two hours. Oh, what are you going to do? 
I'm just going to walk around. Wow. Give me a whole breakdown tomorrow. That's yeah. I think that's how we'll start maybe the I'll show tomorrow. Some, maybe I'll take some pictures. See, okay. See, you know, I don't know. Maybe tell you some of the stuff I ate. We'll be eating a lot. Okay. Why don't you take some of the uh, promotional station gear that we have that says the Bart Winkler show on it? Should I? Yeah. Okay. What do we have? Um. Oh, okay. I'll, do you want me to make some stuff up? Like, put together something? Why don't you tell me the name of the movie you'd like to see? <laughs> this ESPN thing uh, with the Big Ten, we brought it up very late yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing a lot of articles about how... So what's probably going to happen is the Big Ten is going to leave ESPN completely. They've added USC and UCLA. That'll happen in a couple of years. But the new contracts are being kicked around, too. And so the Big Ten's probably going to completely leave ESPN. That means the primetime marquee games for college football will be 11 o'clock on Fox. They love their big noon kickoff. CBS will still get that 2.30. And then NBC might have a game at night because they want to do a doubleheader, watch Notre Dame in the afternoon, watch the Big Ten at night. So the Big Ten, and these will be three of the best games every day, you'll go Fox, CBS, NBC every day. But you won't go ABC and you won't go ESPN. ESPN just acquired the SEC, and that's kind of uh, the TV aspect of why these conferences are doing what they're doing is a lot more influential than we realized. Pretty much the reason why Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC is because ESPN made them. And the reason why USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten is because that was Fox's counter. So the two college conferences are essentially ESPN and Fox. I mean, it is really wild how this ended up being this way. Fox was not a major player in college football until really a while ago. They did have the BCS for a few years, even though they had no other games. They had no rights to any games during the season, yet they had the rights to the BCS. So they would show you know, those games, that, that championship series. And then ESPN got the college football playoff. Fox has got in with the Big Ten Network. That's 51% owned by Fox, 49% owned by the Big Ten. Might be the other way around, but I think it's 51 Fox. And so that's why, that's why Fox is like Big Ten country. So they're going to take their games off ESPN because they, they can get more money from the other ones, and they'll get, they'll get more exposure. If you're on ESPN – you're on the plate with the SEC, and the SEC is going to be where they value the most with the eyeballs that the SEC draws. But the Big Ten now, you've got the top three markets. You've got Chicago, New York, L.A. You have the whole Midwest. It's not like you don't have people. I think where I'm reading in some of these things is they'll be fine for football. Think of the other sports. Yeah. So in the college basketball season, what most people do is if they want to watch a game, they just throw on ESPN or they throw on ESPN2. Big Ten, maybe there's a Big Ten basketball package ESPN picks up, but the Big Ten's probably going to be resigned to FS1 or the Big Ten Network, and it's not as habitual to go to those to go to those networks right away. Are you a big college game day person? Do you like watching college game day? Uh, I turn on college game day. I actually do like big noon kickoff. Okay. That was my hot take, <laughs> that I liked it better than ESPN show, and they're traveling now on the road. 
And I do like Urban Meyer as an analyst. Do you think this will prevent College Game Day from coming to a Big Ten big matchup game? Like, oh, I don't know, let's say number one Ohio State versus number two Michigan. Yes. Okay. Because Fox's big noon kickoff will go. They collided at the same spot many times last year, Wisconsin-Notre yes, Dame. Yes, they have, but they've also had interest in the Big Ten. You you think this just – they don't even think the Big Ten exists? Or they just always go to the SEC since they will have the – well, ESPN, ESPN kind of covers what they cover, you know? The big example is the NHL. When, the ES, when ESPN did not have NHL, they basically employed Barry Melrose just to come on during the Stanley Cup, and that was it. That's all they did. They, don't, they didn't really cover the NHL. There were no NHL shows. They were like barely on SportsCenter unless there was a, you know, T. Mussolini-style wraparound goal like NHL 96. They barely they barely covered any of that. And so will that be the case with the Big Ten? Certainly in football, a team like Ohio State and some of these Big Ten games, they'll show highlights. It's tough to avoid. Just like if you're Fox, you're not going to avoid showing highlights of the SEC. But I think where it might damage is some of these other sports. And that's that's where this whole thing has kind of been going. Is And I didn't even think about that again. When USC and UCLA first announced they were coming to the Big Ten, I thought about football the entire time. I think, like, on accident, I thought, oh, my God, that means they're getting UCLA and USC in, the, in basketball, too. Oh, my God, that means all those other sports, volleyball, all that stuff. You know, and some of those other sports were starting to get more play on ESPN, too. Volleyball has been, a, has been getting a lot of coverage on television, college volleyball. And now ESPN would be out on all of those. So I do think that there's more... Uh, maybe harm that happens. It's just ESPN is so powerful, is so mighty, especially on the TV side of things. Some would say only on the TV side of things that to not have your games on there. But, I mean, should you should you not try to do your own thing? You're still going to be on Fox, CBS, and NBC. And CBS will show games, and NBC will show games, and those are broadcast networks, and they've got cable outlets that they can use, whether it's USA Network or CBS. It's just that... In the middle of winter, if you want to watch a college basketball game, you don't know what's on, where's on what, you're probably going to go ahead and turn on ESPN. And so they think that there could be some damage done there. Not in football, but in the other sports. You guys can tweet us, 1250 AM, the fan. You can also uh, call us at any time, 414-677-1250. One other TV note I wanted to talk about was the Packers at some point this year. Is that the game against the Titans? We're going to be on Amazon Prime on yes. a Thursday. Yes. So the Packers are going to be on Amazon Prime Video. Now, in the local markets, Green Bay and Milwaukee, you don't don't worry about it. You don't need Amazon. You don't need any of that. Someone will pick it up. Well, the local channels. Yeah. Yeah. One you get whatever channel show your preseason games, I think. Well, I don't know if that's no, true. No, because usually, usually it's whoever pays the most. Kevin Holden told me into this because I'm like, why does – Channel 12 always get the games on ESPN or NFL Network. NFL Network. Mm -hmm. He says because they they bid bid for that. Yeah. So just like they have Ellen or whatever channel is Ellen. They all bid for it. So they always bid, I guess, the most. And like the Goldbergs. (laughs) So, so more, you know, who knows where it will be this year, but it will be picked up somewhere locally. You know, that's my dream job. What? The local TV station scheduler. Oh. Yeah. Yeah.
That's, that's Interesting. Like, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I guess maybe that's dumb. I don't really know what else to say. But, but Prime Video, um, Prime Video is coming out. So if you're going to want to watch these other Thursday night games, they are not going to be on NFL Network, which is hard enough for some people to find. They are not going to be on ESPN. They won't be locally. The Packers game will be shown locally, but it won't be shown in Lacrosse. It won't be shown in Madison. It won't be shown in Eau Claire. Cumulus Media and Westwood One did a study of a thousand Americans, eighteen and older. Only half of them are aware that NFL games will be on Prime Video. Only half. So you know how we like, oh my God, the Brewers are on Apple TV. Oh my God. How do we find them on YouTube? There are going to be people all throughout the state of Wisconsin in the central and western parts on that Thursday night that are going to sit down to watch the Packers. They're going to turn on Fox. Oh, I thought the game was on Fox. They're going to CBS, ABC, NBC. They're going to then open up their guide. They're going to go to NFL Network, ESPN, FS2. Then they're going to realize it's on Amazon, and they're going to freak out, and it's going to be a really awful night for those people. So grandma, grandpa, uncle, auntie, you got to tell them right now. You got to let them know about this. All right. I'm bringing, I brought up the, uh, the Thursday night prime video football schedule. Sure. Just to see how good these games are. Are they bad? Do you want me to go through these real quick? Uh, yes, I do. Do you want me to wait? I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. Go All ahead. right. Yeah. Uh, so they'll, they will start week two. Oh, week- by the way. There's like 9,000 people on these broadcasts, and there's like 9,000 team streams. For the Thursday night games? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, like they, home and, they just home and added Michael Smith to the news? Uh, I, I don't know. All right, well, ahead. calling the games are is going to be Al Michaels. So if you missed Al Michaels on NBC. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Because um, Mike Trico is taking over on NBC. So Al Michaels and Too Kirk, soon. They made that move too soon. Kirk Kerbstreet. I like Al Michaels. Al Michaels was fine on NBC. I, I know they made that move too soon. Yeah, they. I mean, they got Mike Tirico and they kicked Al right out of there. Yeah, even so, last year Tirico almost did half the games. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit. I think that's going to be a very underrated booth. I, I, I. Oh yeah, they're both good. I think Fowler those, and Herbstreit yeah, are really yeah, good. they're great. Uh, so week two. All right, give me this dumb char- schedule. Chargers at Chiefs. Yeah, that could be good. Week three. Whoa. Week three, uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Ooh. Maybe no Deshaun Watson. Definitely not. Uh, Week four, Miami at Cincinnati. Week five, Indianapolis Colts at the Denver Broncos. Week six, Toby's Commanders Mm. at the Chicago Bears. We are Commanders. Week seven, the New Orleans Saints at the Arizona Cardinals. Week 8, the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Week 9. <laughs> week 9, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Houston Texans. They're putting Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady on Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good game. I mean, there are some good games. Yeah, I, even, I mean, you haven't You haven't said, well, that sucks. Yet, yeah, so. I have not. Um, week 10, Atlanta Falcons at Carolina Panthers. Go ahead. Well, that sucks. Okay. Uh, week 11, Green Bay Packers at home against the Tennessee Titans. Week 13. So week 12 is out because that is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. 
Um, week 13, the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Week 14, another good one. The Las Vegas Raiders at the L.A. Rams. OMG, dude. Week 15. They got a good, they got a better slate than Monday Night <laughs> they, last they year. They do. Oh my, this is Amazon Prime. Oh, this is Al Michaels. Oh my God. Uh, week 15. Uh, San Francisco 49ers at the Seattle Seahawks. Week 16. This is a big. This is a big one. This is huge. The Jacksonville Jaguars at the New York Football Jets. Okay. <laughs> and then to finish it out, week 17, the Dallas Cowboys at the Tennessee Titans. Uh, so it's Tennessee's okay. on there twice. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is okay. That's not bad. Games are on Amazon Prime. Yikes. That's not bad. Thursday Night Football is going to be on Amazon Prime. Man. And, and only some, half and of people know it. Some of those match. <laughs> I'm surprised it's more than I'm surprised it's half, actually. I'm, I'm just skimming through the uh, the uh, Monday Night schedule. And some of those matchups that you just heard are all will also be on Monday Night Football. Oh, like Bills Patriots? Uh, Bills Patriots, Rams, 49ers. Oh, okay. So, all right, yeah, interesting. The guy that makes the schedule just got inducted into the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you knew that. He was really? the uh, Pete Rosell winner of something. Yeah, four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Aaron Rodgers will not be playing in at least first the first game this weekend tomorrow, and the game next week. Could he play in game three? Doesn't want to. We'll hear more from Aaron Rodgers and how the offense is progressing around him. We know he doesn't want to play in the preseason. We've told you that, but. How is the offense progressing around him? Is he as concerned about maybe the offensive line, the receivers, as some of us might be? Aaron coming up. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't see any benefit to it. I definitely don't see any benefit to playing one series. Um, You know, if we're going to play, we should play. And play a quarter, a couple series, two or three series. If we're going to just suiting up for four plays, to me is a waste so and i'm not saying this to send a message to matt i've already told matt the same thing so we'll, we'll see what happens when we <laughs> when we get there um 
it'd be nice if that were the case, if Kansas City was playing some of the guys too. But, you know, when you have a, a stinker like we did last year in week one, there's always going to be the second guessing of what happened at training camp. Should we have played more? Should we have played in the first game, the second game, whatever it might be. Um, I don't want to overreact to that. Matt doesn't either. But if we feel like we need to go out there and play a quarter or, or more, you know, that'll be Matt's call. I'm sure he'll lean on me and Big Dog and, and Alan and some of the older guys uh, to see what they're thinking. But if we play, we should play and not just play three plays, three runs, and punt it. That doesn't do anything for any of us. It is a requirement that every show plays that at least once and that we play the promo with it at least once. So that's Aaron Rodgers talking about not wanting to play in the preseason. You got us. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Tim Shea, Lakeland University Studios, where you can earn co-op credit for work experience at lakeland.edu. We got a tweet yesterday asking who does not make this team at wide receiver. Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, Randall Cobb, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Amari Rogers, Jawan Winfrey, Malik Taylor, Samari Torre, Danny Davis. I think the first six I said make it. I think that, I think it's the first six that I said. The the tweet said that Winfrey is a lock over Watson. I gotta go find that tweet. I referenced what? it. What? Yeah, I, Juwan Winfrey is not a lock. I know there's some off season off season hype on him, and we'll see what he does if he does anything tomorrow. He's been a guy that's been like Hey, he could be a guy. And before that, it was Reggie Bagleton. He could be a guy, you know. But they've got they've got guys. So Randall Cobb is a lock. Christian Watson is a lock. Alan Lazard is a lock. I think you're going to lock in Romeo Dobbs at this point. I mean, he's the one name that you keep hearing about, the fourth-round pick. Amari Rodgers may not be a lock. I, I see him making this football team. Sammy Watkins... I think the contract allows the Packers to cut him and not like take a big hit on that. But I don't think you bring him in if you're not hoping to have him perform. I would say those first six, I would say in lock order, uh, Randall Cobb is is Rogers best friend. So that's one Uh, in lock order. Alan Lazard is two Watson's three Dobbs is four. And then I'd probably go Watkins five, Rogers six. They are keeping those six, I would say. Uh, Winfrey, Taylor, I mean, they would have to really, even Samari Toure, they could practice squad him. He was their seventh round pick. But I I think it's those six. I think they're going to keep uh, six. Aaron Rodgers was asked if it matters if, it, if you keep five, six, seven. How many do you need on this roster? No, I don't think so. I think it's we need to have the 53 most deserving players on the team. There's been years we've kept five tight ends. There's been years we've kept seven receivers. Years we've kept four or five backs. It's got to be the 53 most deserving. Now there's obviously you know some stuff that goes into that, uh, where guys are drafted, different things like that, which we know in Green Bay plays into it. But uh, there'll be there'll be some tough cuts, which is good. There'll be some tough cuts at a number of different positions. Receiver, with the way Rich is doing things, we need guys who are playing teams at that four, five, and six receiver spot. So whoever's balling out on teams should probably get those four, five, and six spots. Okay, well, for some reason, I totally forgot about special teams when I was looking at that depth chart, and that's maybe where Malik Taylor comes into play. They like him on special teams. But then maybe you keep seven guys. I'll have to do the math here and try to figure out how many spots they'll have for them. 
Because they could also keep a handful of running backs. They signed Dexter Williams back. Kylan Hill they like. Patrick Taylor they like. B.J. Goodson they like. Some of these guys, though, you can practice squad, I think, 16 guys. And there's a lot of guys that, you know, the team is going to like and hope that they can have on the practice squad for a while. And injuries will happen, and they'll have their moment. But for that first initial break of 53, and I'll tell you right now, we're going to watch the cutdown for it. And Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekinds will say the same thing. This 53 isn't the 53 every day. It's the 53 for today, just like Council says that. The opening day roster is the roster for opening day. We might have to change it tomorrow. We might trade G-Man Choi tomorrow after a big hit. So Rodgers, again, now with special teams coming into play, Cobb's going to give you nothing on special teams. Lazard, probably you don't want on special teams. Maybe Christian Watson, Dobbs. Amari, is he going to return? Who's been returning kicks right now? Amari? Rico Gafford? Rico Gafford's number one on the depth chart. He was a receiver, and then they changed him to cornerback. That was big news one day when nothing was going on. Uh, yeah, so that that is interesting. They did cut Ozarius Mitchell, by the way. He was a guy from the USFL that they added. And the Packers got made fun of for adding him because that was the same day that Julio Jones signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I've already seen a report that Julio Jones looked like he looks like how he did four years ago. Of course. So, but again, that's from Tampa Bay. If Julio Jones looks like that, he would have been signed. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see opening night. Is that an accent? I don't know. I was trying to be like, you know, like that radio voice you do. Like, come on down. <laughs> Rod Roddy? No, not even that. You have a brand new car. <laughs> yes. You know, like what the voice that you do. Like, no, not even that. Like, yeah. Coming I, up to your live on yes, a Friday. Yes. Give me it. Coming at you. <laughs> wow. Coming at you live on a Friday. Jeez. I can't do it. I'm not as good as you, Bart. Oh my God. Sorry. Don't yell at me. In 2018, Rogers said that except for Kumaro, every receiver was giving him a piss poor performance. He was asked how this group compares. That group had a, had some lapses in effort from time to time. And I probably am a little gentler, as Kabi would say, but the effort hasn't really been an issue. The mental part, for sure. There's been some real strange mental errors from time to time. But they do it quickly. You know, they do it with speed. That day, as I remember, it was just a total lack of effort, which was bizarre to me because I love the Carter periods. And it's a chance to go out and dice them up with other people's plays and and the ad lib and, the, you know, just go full speed and, and make some plays. These guys... They bust it. They for sure bust it. And they're all talented athletically. But mentally, there's been some lapses for sure. Yeah, a lot of it's great. I was sitting down at lunch with, with uh, Romeo yesterday. And, you know, there are a couple plays that, that he would love to have back. And I said it's the best thing that could happen. Because I'd rather it happen, you know, on a Monday in August than on a game day in September. You know, he had a play where he was supposed to let Ja go and block probably 59, who was coming out on a blitz. He went to get Ja. It looked really bad. And I'm like, this is the best thing that can happen. Now, how do we correct that? 
is the next time the situation comes up, we got to do the right thing. But mistakes are going to happen, and the most important thing is to learn from those mistakes, not make repeat mistakes. There's been too many of those, I think, from some of those guys who are on the really on the bubble to make the squad of, you know, scramble drill alerts and making sure you know the signals and the adjustments and kind of like expecting those things. And, but that's a process. You know, first you got to be an expert of what you're doing and then be able to feel the timing of the adjustments or the cans or what I might be thinking or how to read a coverage. And that's why I said in the beginning, we need to have a lot of patience and the expectations need to be reasonable. But I will say between 88 and 87, there's been a lot of positive things that uh, makes you feel good about the depth we could have in that room. And 88, of course, is, uh, I'm going to say Jawan Winfrey. And I am right. Okay, good. Uh, oh, boy. So, hey, how about that? Rogers shouting out Jawan Winfrey. Maybe maybe that guy that tweeted yesterday was right. Maybe he does have a chance to make this team. So, feeling good about the depth. One of the things with these rookie receivers that you always hear about is, well, is Rogers going to trust him? Does he got to work on their trust? I think that was a pretty good answer of what he was having a problem with was their effort. If you're trying hard, Rogers is going to, you know, count on you. It's if you're not picking up the playbook and you look stupid doing it, that might be a problem. Janice! Jeff Janice. Janice. Jeff Janice. 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 That played on accident. I don't think the trust is a big problem with, right? It's just, it's just be on my page. Be, be willing to do the work. And I think that they'll be fine. And, and these guys know. I mean, this is an interesting group of receivers. They were essentially born two years before Rodgers got in the league. So he is a little more gentler, as Kavi would say. And you got to break these guys in a little bit. You know, Rodgers may not play in the preseason, but he's still. Like, he went out to lunch with Romeo Dobbs. That was a top story yesterday. Get some time with him. Get some time with Watson. Get some time with these guys. And eventually, try to figure out how you're going to break these guys into that offense. Well, you got to trust the coaching, first and foremost. So I need to have a lot of conversations with with Jason and make sure we're on the same page. So the thing that's being taught is the thing that I want to see on the field. Jason does a really good job at that, which is important. You got to trust the leaders in the room, uh, you know, specifically Randall and Allen to pass the message along the right way. And then you got to hold them accountable. And when you get reps with us, you, know, you want to see the right, the right stuff. That being said, you know, you're going to coach the second team and the third team just as just as much because you never know who's going to be in that spot. Alan Lazard was working in the yellow group for a while, and you know you're watching that film just like you're watching the green group and the first group. We need to see consistency from those guys, and there's a lot of different aspects to earning the trust of the quarterback. Whether I'm playing or Jordan's playing in the preseason here, you want to see the guys doing the right stuff, and it's it's little things. It's it's the stem on the routes. It's it's uh, the, what they do at the top of the route. It's a scramble drill. It's the adjustments. It's being alert for the signals. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and, and we're going to be hard on them and, and coach them hard. And if you're talking to a, if I'm talking to a guy, that, that's a good thing. If I'm getting on a guy, it's a good thing. If I'm not talking to you, uh, that's not the best. You, you want me to be to be critiquing and coaching you up and and letting you give me some good feedback. And I've been trying to with as many guys as as I feel like. Uh, you know, have an opportunity to be a part of this squad. Aaron Rodgers talking this week. This is the stuff I like listening to. Not the ayahuasca stuff or the 
killing grandma stuff. The defense is getting a lot of attention in this camp, and they should. I really think the defense is going to be incredible. There's no superlative that I am not willing to use when it comes to how good I think this defense will be. Rodgers was asked when he thinks the offense will start outperforming the defense in this camp. I don't know if we're going to. I mean, they're a talented bunch. I'd like to stalemate every day, and I think that's possible. It starts with up front. Yesterday, I felt like the energy up front was not, was not I mean, from the entire group. There was, we were just a little bit gassed for whatever reason. Um, sometimes that happens after a hard indoor practice where you kind of come out and, you know, maybe a little more tired that day. Uh, who knows if, you know, maybe guys didn't sleep well the night before or whatever the, the issues were. We didn't have the energy that we usually do up front. Um, but when we're getting after it up front and running the ball, well, which we have on certain days, it allows us, you know, to, to get after them a little bit in the passing game. But we got three really talented corners. We got two backers who can really fly. So it's going to be tight windows in the passing game. We got a bunch of young guys playing, um, but I feel like if we run the ball effectively, we have a few days where I feel like we've really gotten after them up front. Uh, that's good for us. But it's—I want us to take our lumps, and if we're taking our lumps this training camp. It's going to be uh, probably a little easier once we get to the the real thing. Sometimes I th- I say things that you're like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Uh, wow. Sometimes I say things that you listen and you're like. Man, anyone could say that. Anyone could do that job. And this is going to be one of those things. It's only going to make the offense better going against this defense every day. <laughs> it's only going to it's only going to make the yeah, – I'm thinking about – this is what I'm thinking about, guys. If this offense goes against this defense every day and this defense is that good, imagine how good this offense will be because of it. Imagine how good. So, again, anyone could have said that, but – it is true. Uh, Rodgers also talked a little bit about the offensive line. There's some concern here with this offensive line. Ross Tucker, friend of show, friend of station, friend of Odyssey, friend of Gary Ellerson. They had a nice picture at Canton. He talked to uh, Dr. David Chow, one of these Twitter doctors, which I don't like, but you got like nine guys on Twitter that are doctors, and all they ever do is tweet, Injuries they saw on TV just like we did and try to diagnose them. But on the Ross Tucker podcast, those two are talking. They are worried about David Bakhtiari. Our antennas are raised, too. We're in alignment on this one. First of all, um, look, clearly they were talking about, is he going to be ready for the beginning of last year? And he really didn't play. He played late season a little bit, and then they shelved him for the playoffs. He clearly wasn't ready. And the video froze. Uh, that was uh, Dr. David Chow talking to Ross Tucker. And they had a oh, lot of left uh, tackle yeah, injuries. Yeah. And they really needed him, yet he didn't play. And I never like it when injuries leak from one season into the next. Well, now he's leaked into another season. And I don't take any solace into what they recently said. The good news might be, oh, it's not ha- doesn't have anything to do with the ACL. The ACL is fine. Well, what's the bad news? The bad news is likely related to the articular cartilage. So you're talking vet rest and not 100% in long term. I saw some video recently of him working out on the side, and and that knee, left knee, was limping quite a bit. So I don't think he's close to ready. And the worst news for the Packers is not only is David Bakhtiari have a relatively low six score and not ready, 
Elton Jenkins, who's projected as the starting right tackle, is coming off an ACL and is likely not ready. So you have the book in tackles for Aaron Rodgers, likely not completely healthy. Yeah, I, these Twitter doctors, and I played that off the Ross Tucker podcast, I, I, I value a doctor's opinion, certainly. This guy knows more about movements and joints and muscles and but I saw a video of him off to the side. You're not you're not operating on him. You're not diagnosing him. It's weird. It's it's weird that there's all these doctors out there. But I think they uh, just at least if anything they share the concern that a lot of people share. I'm not confident that David Bakhtiari comes back at all. I'm at least not planning for him to. And then when he comes back, he's back. He says all the right things, but I need him out there. I, you know, the I don't I don't know when he was supposed to come back. I think for some reason the signals got crossed about us saying, "Oh, he's coming back for week one." Why did we say that? I don't even know still to this day. He's coming back against the Chiefs. Where did that even start? I don't even know, but it, we said it. And then he came back against the Lions, and then he said there was fluid in my knee. Well, that's not good. Then when he did talk. About three weeks ago, he said, oh, the ACL's fine. It's all the other stuff. What other stuff? That's a problem. So, David Bakhtiari, you're not planning on him week one for sure. Elton Jenkins, you know, the timetable on him, they're trying to figure that out too. So, the week one offensive line is going to be a combination of Yash Nijman, John Runyon, Josh Myers, Jake Hansen, Royce Newman, maybe Sean Ryan, the draft pick. Maybe Zach Tom. I mean, who's going to be maybe Cole Van Lannan? Who's going to be out there for him? And you're going to go against an offensive line, a defensive line, rather, that they're already fired up. The Vikings have a whole month thinking about sacking Aaron Rodgers. You know, Zadarius Smith. Bingo. That guy. This guy. Zadarius Smith, like the Packers wronged him somehow, he's acting like. Remember when he was here and Preston Smith was here and we Mm -hmm. call him the Smith brothers Mm -hmm. because they would do interviews together? We thought that was pretty funny. Well, now he's doing the same thing with Daniil Hunter. Remember when he went to Minnesota before he signed the contract and they put a big billboard of him up? Yeah, remember when he actually signed with Baltimore and then said, (laughs) actually, I'm going to sign with Minnesota? Sorry, wrong purple. Yeah, wrong purple. So Rodgers is going to have to come in here with this young offensive line against Minnesota, a team that still celebrates, still to this day celebrates when Anthony Barr took out his shoulder. Yeah, we'd have to really be smart about how we're playing uh, in that situation. We've done it before. We've played against San Fran uh, multiple times with uh, with not our starters off the edge and and sometimes done a nice job and sometimes struggled. So I think that there's... You know, there's definitely some spots open. There could be, you know, there could be interest in people not in the building right now. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to Goody about that. But we need to see those guys step up and and somebody take it over. Um, I feel good about Yash. You know, he's played a lot of football for us. Um, Royce has been working at guard and tackle. He's a smart dude. I feel like he's been playing more underneath himself with his feet in a better base. But we need consistency out of those guys. Those guys are going to play, too. They're all young guys. They're going to play in the preseason. And we need to see them play well and, and have some really good moments so we feel good going into Minnesota and, and, and that pass rush that they got. 
That's going to be tough. As confident as I am in the Packers this season, I feel like they'll win the North. Minnesota's going to give them a challenge. Don't get me wrong. And if you're betting the odds, the last time we checked the odds, we'll talk about this with Horvat again tomorrow. Uh, like the Packers are a minus 165, Vikings plus 260. I think that those are kind of enticing. I think it should be more like minus 120, plus 145. If you if you don't gamble, you're like, Bart, what are you saying? Yeah, that's a good question. But that offensive line is going to be, I mean, the, I might I might take the Vikings week one. I think they are favored already. That's two. A, by two? Yep. The Vikings are favored by only two. That's what I heard. Yeah, I heard so that. You get three on, I at home. That, I heard that on one of the um, uh, commercials here. Um, Beat the Nick, books, Nick, Cost, Nick Costos. He said he he likes the he likes the Vikings by two. Yeah, it was him. It wasn't your girl Trista Crick. No, it was it was him. Sorry about uh, what we did last night, by the way. Just it had to be done. What did we do? Well, uh, so I, I'm in a studio. We're both in a studio. Yes. You open a door and you come. It's a studio. Uh-huh. But yeah, we're actually in different. You're more in like a booth. Yes. Yeah, I'm in a studio. You're in the booth. And Tim, like, uh, like I did with Jennifer Love Hewitt in junior high at my locker and put pictures all over, Tim actually had pictures of Trista Crick from Bet MGM Tonight all over the the studio, uh, the, the booth. <laughs> Just like pictures she posts on Twitter. You love the one when she's in a backwards chair being the Suns fan that says the Bucks are the worst team ever. You love that one. So Tim actually, we had to we had to take those down. Just just because you stop know, it. We shouldn't we shouldn't like objectualize uh, people like that. You know we shouldn't. So I'm sorry about that. You can still, whatever you want to do at home, in your crick cave or whatever. So he said, my crick cave. <laughs> That's funny. So Costo said, Vikings by two. Uh, I look at the ESPN app to get the line. I don't know how true it is. But right now it says uh, Packers are favored by two. Packers by two? So maybe yeah. he meant take the Vikings. No, he said take the Vikings. Well, then you can still take That's the- Yeah. Yeah, but no, he Jeez. said Viking. He said Vikings. Vikings by two, which I get. Yeah, so I don't. This is going to change because I think these are still the lines when the schedule came out. Okay, so I think this is going to change. All right, I would imagine. Well, I think I, I would not be surprised if the Vikings are favored by three, three and a half, though. Come week one, I don't know. If we do a NFL uh, line segment with Trista Crick, will you tell her you love her or will you chicken out? Jeez. What? Yes, I will tell her I love her. You will? You have it on air. I love Trista Crick. <laughs> do what you want with that. Toby, you too. <laughs> Sam, you as well. You all probably just started laughing like Martin did. Um, I love Trista Crick. Oh, my God. Rodgers was asked about joint practices against the Saints. I mean, I think it's every day that we go against our ones. You know, I said it day one, no pads. We had a pretty good day. Since then, defense has been pretty good just about every other day. And it's important for us to take our lumps because there's a lot of positions that are up for grabs. Uh, up front, you know, at, at the tackle position with, with Dave and, and Elton, you know, nursing their injuries and coming back whenever they can. Tight end, there's a lot of opportunities. Running back behind A.J. and 
And Aaron, there's a lot of opportunities. Uh, receiver, a lot of opportunities. So this is this is great film and great practice going against that defense. Um, Saints will be interesting. You know, you never know what you're going to get. When we played the Texans a couple years ago, it was very basic stuff. Uh, they, I mean, I remember a period in the red zone, they were dropping eight like every single play. I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> are we actually getting some work in? But then last year against the Jets, you know, I feel like it was pretty pretty intense. Uh, they ran some different stuff. You know, that was maybe the familiarity with uh, Coach Sala and, and, and Coach LaFleur. But we'll see what happens. The Saints... You know, and Dennis, they've been very aggressive defense, so we'll see how they play in the, in the two days we're together. Hopefully, we don't have a lot of fights, but I would assume there's going to be a couple. That'll be fun. Packers and Saints. It's going to be as intense as the torrid love affair between Tim Shea and Tristan Packers Craig. and who? Saints? Saints. What? Okay. Well, first they play the 49ers, then they play the Saints. Tim, I played a soundbite about the Saints coming to practices yes, next week. I know that. And then, boy, Trista's really got him she messed does. up. She does. I just, my, my <laughs> head, you, because you're going to do something with that clip. I just know you Well, then why'd that. you say it? Yeah, Be- why'd you set him up because. for Because. Come on. Hey, it's Toby. Yeah, what's going on? Hello, Toby. How's hey, going, I don't know who Toby's crushing on. He keeps that all to himself. Yeah, I keep it to myself. Oh, that one LGPL the, the golfer. golfer. Is oh, that golfer Nelly Corda? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But Tim, mine's more subtle than Tim's. Yeah, Tim just comes out and says it. Yeah. At least when I do it, like I was like, it was going to the Olympics, and I was like, "Go Nelly Corda." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he just comes out and says it. I mean, I good got for here, you, Tim. I guess I got here about the same time uh, that Tim did today, and he didn't know. So he was in the bathroom, and I was walking by, and I heard, Tim and Trista sitting in a tree. <laughs> I did not say that. I did not say that. Then comes marriage. <laughs> then little Tim, Trista's in a carriage. Stop it. <laughs> I heard that. Okay. I did not say that. that I heard is it. False. I tried to record it. That is false first lies. Of all, first of all, I want to help you out here, Tim. Yes. I would kick your tail in the show. <laughs> the show? I'd kick your tail on the oh, show, and the I'd show. also kick your tail on Madden. He was talking trash when I walked in here. Yeah, no. This is what he said to me. He said, I would kick your tail on Madden. I said, no, you would not. He said, I want you to know I was in a tournament with like 30 people, and I got third. And I was like, well, what? You, I third. would be one of the top two then. Two people yeah. were better. Good. Yeah. Whatever. I'd be better than you. Oh, please. Bart and I both would probably beat you. Yeah, I would Bart beat you. would beat you with the same two plays. What level do you play on, Bart? Altrista. Uh, <laughs> um, I hate you. It's not even funny. It's just no. saying Trista's name. Trista Crick, Ben MGM tonight. I'm going to tell Horvat. Yeah, I think go, we got a connection. Go ahead. Horvat. Yeah. just making stuff up. As I think she's go. single. Great. I mean, she likes the Bucks. Yeah, she likes the Bucks. Hey, the show poll's over from uh, Do You Think the Brewers Will Make the Postseason? All right. Uh, are you doing this Tuesday, every day? Yeah, we're yeah. going to do it again on Monday. Tuesday, we asked people, are you going to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. 25% said yes. Mm-hmm. Is that the day I said I'm done club? Yep. I said I'm done club. Yep. Uh, Wednesday, it was 34%. Today, it is how many percent? 42% say yes. Say the Brewers are going to make the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Toby, what do you vote for? Yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, because the Mets are in, the Dodgers are in. The Braves are in, the Padres will make it. 
And I think the Cardinals make it regardless. So it's the, between the Brewers and the Phillies. Now, I know everybody's, like, excited again. because Brewers are going to win the d- division. They're going to be fine. I don't know, man. They're going to be fine. The only reason why I would agree with you is because of all the teams to make it, it would be this year that they actually, like, make the World Series. No, I mean, I just feel like, yeah, it was stupid, all that stuff. But, I mean, if I was beating the drum for them before, and I don't necessarily think they took that big of a step backwards. I think they took, you know, a slight step back, but not enough for me to think, oh, now they're just not even going to make the postseason. So I I would generally say that they're going to make it, and I have confidence that they could do something. The blueprint's still there. It's the same sort of thing. You're just going to have to get enough hitting alongside good pitching, and I think you can do that. It's just that for me to be like, I was explaining before that if I was just texting my buddies, they'd say, what do you think about the Brewers? I'd say, yeah, they're probably done. I would have said that Tuesday. But since I am a performer, Mm -hmm. I had to come up with something more theatric. So I said, the Dunn Club, which I do hate saying. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. I hate it. I hate the phrase. They can obviously make the playoffs. There's only seven teams fighting for it. I just, with, with the schedules being the way that it is and, you know, everything it, it's hard. It was hard not to be negative about the Brewers. That's why I don't want to go over positive about the Brewers for winning two games. Cardinals do play today. They're a game up. So it could be a game and a half or a half game. They play the Rockies in the afternoon and then they go there this weekend and whatever happens this weekend, I think people will kind of, you know, on Monday, I'm interested to see the poll. If they're down two, three games, we're probably back to 15, 20%. If they sweep this series, we'll probably up to 80. Well, and this is where it gets interesting because you got a 13 game stretch, and we're going to talk a little bit about that on the big show. As you got 10 games against the Cardinals and the Dodgers, seven of those against the Dodgers, and then three easy ones against the Cubs. But the problem is, for whatever reason, the Brewers struggle against the easy teams. So they're more likely to lose the series against the Cubs probably than they are to the Dodgers, just because they always play down to terrible teams and seem to show up against good teams. Man. We may have Philadelphia schedule these next like two weeks. They got Washington, Miami, Washington. Whoa, 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 whoa. Washington's gonna win those. <laughs> like good one. Who even plays for the Nationals at this point? You Can tell you tell me? me? You t- I don't uh, I don't Patrick know. Patrick Corbin, See, right? Uh, and here's the funny part, Bart. We've been saying, Oh, well, you know what? The thing is, even if the Brewers sucked, they would watch them. Look, I mean, the Nationals won the World Series and all this stuff. I haven't watched the Nationals game in like three months. So maybe I'm wrong about this whole thing, that if the Brewers just sucked for five years, people would still be there. I would go to games, but I'm not like tuning in every night to watch the Nationals suck. Well, are you like, uh, like are these guys that they traded for, are they close to coming up at all or no? Abrams should at some point come up soon. Gore should come up. Well, I guess he's technically with the Major League Ball Club. He's just injured at this point. He'll be back, I think, in September at some point. So, yeah, I mean, I think these guys will be here at some point. Uh, since you are a Washington correspondent, the Wizards coming back with the Blues? Love them. Are they? Yeah. That's official? Yeah, Quentin Mayo, our boy, our other boy from BetMGM tonight, Quentin Mayo, he tweeted out a picture of them. They got the white unis, the back from the, what era was that, with Gilbert Arenas and those guys? Yeah. I need them to bring back the Duracell battery uniforms. Remember those? The black shorts with the gold top? 
Oh, yeah. The black shorts with the gold tie. Yeah. Oh, those are bad. Those were great. I had a Gilbert Arenas jersey of those. It's my dude. Obviously, I think blue, I think Jordan. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. I don't really think of those ones, maybe because I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> well, right. I guess I would have been alive, but I wasn't like following basketball at that point. All right, well, uh, have a good big show today. I will. Anybody coming on? Um... Tim Allen, yeah, from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. I listened to your conversation with him the other day. It was riveting. Did you actually take uh, apples to the ballpark the other day? No, I suggested that to McKelvey, and he like scolded me yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured that would be the case. Yeah, that uh, didn't work <laughs> out. We'll wrap up here. I've got a uh, page from Tim Shea's diary. Dear diary. <laughs> Trista Crick did not do the Beat the Books segment today. It was Nick Costos. I did miss hearing her friendly voice in the morning. I do love that Bet MGM Tonight streams their show on Twitch so I can see her face. I wonder if she knows. Easy. Stop. And can feel my eyes gazing upon her beautiful, majestic, dark black hair. Oh, if I could just be for one moment that microphone... Dear Diary, why is Bart so mean to me? Why did I go to HR today? What did I get myself into? Truth be told, the reason I took this job is I'm trying to follow Horvat's path so I can do bet MGM tonight. The only odds I care about are, will Trista kiss me tonight? Stop. This is the moment, Tim. You can do it. Wendy's Big Show. Coming up next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.